to, I don't know if I can get that low. You need to sit up, up, because OMG-ness. I'm sitting up, up, and No, then you're like up. this. Well, I was waiting. You can't do that, because those people are not going to like that view. I was just waiting for Don't, you. don't, don't wait like that. Whatever you do, don't wait like that. <laughs> All right, so here we are on... On the Saturday, as promised, on the Saturday, as promised, we are now trying out the new thing, and we're nice and early, look at, live at 10.07. On Sunday, we can never get here at this time. No. Ha ha ha. I See, Saturday is better. Been up, I was up before you this morning. Saturday is already better. Unusual. I don't normally wake before you. Nope. I was up, showered, laundry washed, in the dryer, and coffee before you even came downstairs. I smelled it. You smelled the coffee? I smelled it. <laughs> or the dryer? No, no. Coffee. We don't focus on dryer. We focus <laughs> on coffee. The brain smells coffee. It's like... um. When we used to do the Thanksgiving and you would make food and coffee. Yeah. I didn't smell the food. I smelled the coffee. Cut through all that to coffee. Absolutely. I'm kind of excited. Okay, so I'm real big and you're real small. That's, that's just not fast. gonna. That's not gonna. That's not. That. This is not good viewing. Dude, I'm just small. Maybe we're, we're gonna have to use Cam Two for you like all the time because this is. I look like a big giant nastiness and. You look tiny. God, this is bad. That's why I wear t-shirts like this. <laughs> You're funny. Alright, so... We're going to have to wash this thing. I was just going to say that you're going to get coffee on the thing. The thing is going to get coffee-fied. Good thing you, know, you can't see it. You can see that it has a thing. So we have a table! A real table. It's a table. It's a real table. Unlike last week. That had, um, um... Makeshift. Well, I don't know what to call that. It was definitely not a table, though. Let's just call it what it was. No, 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 don't tell them. We don't want to let them in on the, on the secret. Really? Because you think that every college student in the world hasn't used that same what college students? We're not doing this for college students. They don't, they don't listen to us. They should. They don't they pay learn. attention to us. They learn a lot, and they try to get out and see the world. Oh, they do, do they? <laughs> I said they would, and oh. they could. Oh, oh, mm. All right, so here we are. Um, I've got stuff from last week's list uh -huh. that we touched on but didn't talk about. All right. So if there's something that you want to talk about, you can talk about it or we just don't have, we can just skip over it. We already mentioned it last week, so that's on this list. I have another list, I think, for this week maybe mm -hmm. but it was it's probably going to be very short so maybe today will be a short day I don't know Okay. unless you have Big Nasty over there I don't have a list this week oh god what do you have a thing in front of you for because I have to look something up duh it, it, it all just makes me look shorter okay it's like you're peeking over the top of an iPad I'm not peeking over that's what it looks like that's what they think I'm really not that short, folks. Really? You just bold face lied to the I'm people? I'm 5'2 and 
short. It's just five short. foot two is not that short. It's just short. What is that short? Like Teresa is that short. She's no, no. What is that five, short? Five what what number? Oh, two more inches down five, makes inches you taller. that short. But that you add them two inches in, you are now just short. I'm just short. Really? Facts. That these are this, is, <laughs> this must be short people short people things, like they have those. Uh, what do they call it? Um, uh, first world problems. This must be short world problems. Yeah, I went and asked my my co teacher. She's six one, I think, six two. She's really 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 tall. And I went in this week and said, "Excuse me, can I borrow your tall?" And she said. What? And I said, I'm the short, you're the tall. Can I borrow the tall? And she's like, oh, sure. And she just came and helped me get the thing. You guys probably standing next to each other look like the tallest man in the world and the shortest man in the world. Yeah. Like, like what the hell? Yep. Okay. All right. Um, Let's see, what do I have? I have, last week we had Revenge of the Nerds is 35 years old. So that makes you very old. Um, Because you remember when it came out. Um... <laughs> We had some Biden tired. stuff. I don't know if it's worth talking about anymore. Um, oh, the, the poor kids are just as smart as white kids and the truth over facts thing. It was, it was, he said it. I don't know how he's. Polling? No, no, I don't, no, I don't know how he has walked it back or tried to, you know, mansplain his, his, his position. I don't know how he's done it, but. He said it. You got anything on that? Or are we going, we're moving forward? Listen, Joe is notorious for saying things that are just like, what? Which is why he's never been president. And he's run how many times? No, I don't think that's why he's never been president. Honestly, no. Because the first, the first, the first time he ran, he got out. And I think that was due to health reasons. So that was in gaffes. That wasn't gaps. But he's notorious for gaps. I know, but that's the first one. The second one with against Obama, I don't think that had anything to do with gaps either. Like, the first one I thought he got out because of gaps. No, no, no. That was I was there for that one. <laughs> the the first one, I was like in the band playing for him <laughs> at the train station <laughs> in Delaware. So no, I don't think that was gas. I think that was health related. Um, but I don't, I don't think if, okay, prior to Trump, gaffes seem like something that could derail your president, your run for president or senator or whatever. A gaffe could do that. But since Trump, can a gaffe really derail anything? I don't think so. This man's. I mean, he's doing it daily. How many how many lies has this they guy told? Have, What's the number? Have, the last check I heard, a couple, like maybe a week or two weeks ago, said that there are at, there are ten thousand <coughs> lies on record right. since his first so, day. So how do we how do we sit there and complain about Biden gaffes? Gaffes? Why would you even call him gaffes anymore? Just say he just misspoke and move on, like. He got ahead of himself. His brain, his mouth got ahead of his brain or something. I mean, it's got. We got to come up with a whole new term now because really, we used to have slip of the tongue. Right. 
You know, I mean, it's like it's like if you were having a conversation with them and you said, "Really, poor kids are just as smart as white kids." It's like, well, that's not really, really like what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, blah blah blah. Whatever right. that said, whatever right. he's actually meaning, and it would nobody would trip on it. Right. But then now they're acting like these are things to think about. It's like, no, they're not. This is not not worth the time and the effort. So, okay. Um. Oh. Did we unforgive Bill Clinton? This was something that I think Bill Maher said, that we have unforgiven him. Like, at one point, he was, like, the darling for the Democrats and became president. Then he was um, impeached because of trying to cover up. Well, it's because he lied. Well, that's covering up. He perjured what he himself. Did. Right, covering up. Mm -hmm. Covering up what he what he did do, but the thing that he did do should not have been disqualifying for a president. Maybe for a marriage, but maybe not for but a president. the reason he was impeached wasn't because he had affairs in the Oval Office, it was because he lied about it. I know, but that's what I'm saying. The thing that he was lying about shouldn't have been a thing that to lie about. Right. She you may lie to your wife, but you know, why would you lie to the people? To like, the who cares? I mean, it's like, guys, yeah. yeah. Got a BJ in the office. High five. Move on. Right. Why is this a thing? It's like why are you? Why is that even coming up as a thing worth talking about? Right. You know. It's like really none of none of all of you guys here in the Senate and the House have ever had a sexual thing with a staffer in your office. Like, come on now, really? <laughs> let's, 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 let's talk about that. It's like, come on, whatever. So I don't, but then the idea of today, with our current sensibilities, unforgiving Bill Clinton, where he's now seen as not so good for the Democratic Party. Like, they don't want him there in events, or they don't want him coming and speaking because now the current sensibilities is to not, I don't know, accept where, what he is and has done since right. being impeached. It's like, we did, we didn't care for a long time. I mean, right after, sure, people cared a lot. And then, Well, I think some of know, the, unforgiving portion of it has to do with this Epstein thing because he's a part of that. Is he's, he? Yeah, he's he's listed. I mean, that's, that, we know that for sure. Yeah, he's on the on the flight manifest for going to the island like 26 times. But what did he do there? Did, but, that, do we know that? No, I just... Did he just go smoke cigars? I don't know. I do know that there was one of the women who were part, who lived on the island um, who was one of Epstein's girls said that she never saw anyone with him, any girl with him, she never saw him engage in any sexual acts. He would just come to the island and he would go to this house and that's where he would stay the whole time he was there and then he would leave. So she never witnessed- Is that all we know? That's all that the witness has said, that's all. But then this week I saw that Jeffrey Epstein has a portrait, or had a portrait. Of him in drag? Of Clinton in drag that he kept in his house. I don't know, but what does that do with Clinton? But, so there's that connection with Epstein and sex trafficking. And, and what now, does that do with, no, that's not a connection to sex trafficking. That's a connection to the man. No, Epstein not, and sex trafficking, and Bill Clinton is somehow connected to Epstein. So yes, I, of course, but 
maybe to a person, but just because you have a connection to a person doesn't mean you take on all of their and things, I, all I, of their. But I think sins. with his 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 previous activity and his all of the accusers from the past from the nineties, I'm sure that that has something to do with the unforgiven bit. I don't give two fucks. No, I'm just saying it. It, it matters. It matters in when you're talking about an election and you're talking about having an ex-president come to the events yeah. of the DNC. Yes, it matters because do you want that guy? That's what this whole thing is about. Yeah. Do you want that guy there when he is literally one of the people in the party? But I mean, he you, really... can't, you can't bring out Carter anymore. I mean, you, most people don't even know who Carter is. Right. Yes, he's still alive and yes, he's a Democrat, but you can't really... Bring him on stage and everybody be like, yes, but you could bring out Bill Clinton unless you've unforgiven him. Right. And But, you know, when Obama ran the second time, he didn't have Clinton. Yes, but that was because of I don't think he was his much wife. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, it's just he didn't there's have bad much blood there. the first though. one either. Well, because his wife was running against him. They, there's bad blood there. I mean, they, they were running against each other. They weren't going to be buddy-buddy. In the public eye, necessarily. Maybe behind the scenes, maybe in, you know, dealing with actual work, yeah. maybe. But, yeah, that, I, I don't know. I, I The way I look at it is, there's something that the Democratic Party needs to work out where these people are going to be placed. Because whenever you have those conventions, which is, you know, the big moment of all the campaigns... Those people are always brought out yeah. in some way, shape, or form. And to remind people, you know, like, you like this guy. Right. And this guy likes this guy. Or yeah. this guy likes this woman. Yeah. You, you know, take their word for this it. This is kind our of candidate. Thing. This is our marketing for the new candidate. And if you can't have, I mean, just think about it. If you couldn't have Michelle Obama come out, or you couldn't have Barack Obama, or you couldn't have, um... Any of the you know big senators, Congress. Yeah. If you can't have those people at those events yeah. that people know very well, like the name recognition is very high, Bill Clinton, of course, you're going to have an issue right. in those convention and in those ads and in those um, those events where you know you you know those smaller events like we went to, the, right. where you can bring these people out, especially if you get close to where they live and they can just come over and be there I I don't know I, I think it's something that DNC is going to figure out um what else do we have uh we didn't talk about it much I don't know if there's a lot to talk about now um El Paso and Dayton gun violence I, 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 I to, to me it just seems like another another day that ends in day right it did from from the outside, I get you know all the feelings and negativity and all the problems and the crying and the upsetness of every community that has gone through gun violence on a mass scale. But it just it just seems like another day. I mean, you're you're from the outside. We are just hearing all of these things happening. Yeah, every day. Yeah, uh, well, it's not every day, but it, it feels like every day. It yeah. feels like it's so often. It's like. Is that, is it really newsworthy anymore? Well, and I think... Like, like, do we hear a lot of, do we hear outside of the United States 
about a lot of individual shootings. Not really. We don't hear that at all. Okay, then. You might hear the, the guy who went to the salon and shot up. No, no, but that's more right. That's more people, but you don't hear about all of the other gun violence that is just on like on a daily basis. So we're getting to the point now where mass shootings are becoming like individual shootings, where there's so often. Yep. Why are we even talking about it? If nobody's going to do anything about it, the politics says that they don't want to do anything about it. So why are we having this conversation? Right. Yep. I don't know. It's it's it from the outside. It seems just really really bad. Like it seems so bad that you know. I mean, I remember being in China and having students say, "I was going to the United States and now I'm not going because it seems too dangerous." Right. My parents are afraid for me. I now today. Who's telling a child to go to the United States for education? Who's telling them? I wouldn't. I'd I be would. like, I'd be like, find a, find a place in Europe. Find go a, to find, Canada. yeah, find go a, to Australia. Canada's great. May not like the weather, but you know, depending it's on where you are in the U.S., it might be safer. the same. Well, it might be far safer yeah. than going to the United States. I mean, I don't know if I could promote. As a teacher, a promote going to the United States. Hell, I don't want our kids going to the universities there. Right. And I don't know. I really don't know anymore if the United States is leading the world as far as universities are concerned. So I, I mean, it kind of seems like maybe not, but maybe it is because, you know, after looking at uh, my friend in Miami's take on what's going on in education at her in her area nothing has moved yeah nothing has changed so that the idea that the the universities have gotten better over these last what eight years since we left maybe that's just they've gotten dramatically more expensive yeah but i don't think the quality of education the Preparing students for, say, the workforce or whatever. I don't think that's no. That's gotten any better. It might be as, uh, the same, but right. I, I don't think it's gotten all that much better. So why make that choice? Why make that choice for that expensive education when you could go somewhere else and get right. the same education, the same job, mm-hmm. and less or no debt? Why not make that decision? And I think. Americans are going to have to start to take a hard look at that. Well, I was reading an article this week because it caught my eye because it said something about um, game designers and and programmers and all these other computer type uh, professions, and that's what Erin is looking into doing art for game design. And it was saying that more and more foreign students are heading to China to these international universities like Wuhan University because the the tuition is so cheap and sometimes free just because they want the foreigners there. So I think the Wuhan was mentioned in their art department and I've been to that campus. I've seen the the huge international community there. 
And the price for Wuhan University is like less than $3,000 a year. Yeah, but do you really want to go to China? Because they're now, I all would, the other stuff that you're going to have to learn to get that degree is going to be a lot of BS. Yeah. But. I mean, it, I guess it's just a matter of do you want to do that? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to be educated in Chinese anything. I don't know that it would be bad if it was something specific. Yeah, but you don't like, do specific only in a university. Well, you do all that other stuff, all that general ed type not, stuff. You do not in China. They do their propaganda of history. Oh, and yeah, all but that. They do the that stuff. The don't take that stuff. Yes, they do. No. Yes, they do. They do take some of those classes. Yeah, they're there. They're taking, I mean, it's still a university. It's not a trade school. Well, a trade school would eliminate all of those. A lot of the universities are getting rid of that liberal arts focus. Yeah, well, that, isn't doing, that a problem, though? It is. I mean, we to have... To not have the an, an umbrella of information that your, that your students are learning about many different aspects yeah, of life I and not know. just specifically your thing. I don't know that it's... That, I don't know that that's a good thing. I mean, for a two-year degree, I would say go. Like trade school or whatever. Two-year degree, go headstrong into your thing and do none of that other stuff. Because totally. why do I need advanced math classes for early childhood development? You don't need advanced math, but you may need math. Like you need a basic level. But why that, do I need when more I say, than what I have? No, no, I'm saying there's an umbrella that is the basics. You need a little bit of biology, you need a little bit of math, you need a little bit of these things. That's what makes liberal arts, right? But to get into a university, you have to have a certain level of those already. Yeah, but you want to be good at it. But why do I need to take all that other stuff if I that's would, not... I would say in a liberal arts education, you want to be able... I mean, there's the idea of the Renaissance man. Yes, the thing that I, I was taught, but I know it's not because I get up. But that I, I can sit down and talk with anybody about anything. The only reason I can do that is because of that type of thinking in the universities well, and in the the uh, secondary ed. Look at the kid's godmother. She went to University of Michigan and studied photographer photography. She only studied photography. She didn't have all that other stuff. Yeah, but she probably. I mean, I don't. I don't think I don't think that we want to take if we're going to do that as a society or as a world culture around education. I don't think that that's going to serve people well because now you're going to push out all universities will become trade schools. And then you're why would you why would you ever take anything that you don't want to take? That's the problem that we have with like say millennials today. They're all in their lane and they stay there and they don't know what's happening next door. That's happening in the news. It's happening in what they're looking at on YouTube. It's happening what they're yeah. dealing with in, say, a podcast or in Facebook, the news. And exactly. Everybody stays in and you can't live, have a society that way because if you do, the society, sure, everybody does their little niche. But what if you can't get that job in your niche? Yeah. Then you can't get it. Right. The job in the next niche because you'd have no, you have to now go back to school to just learn. 
that it's like it's like going to school. I'm only gonna be an electrician. I learned nothing but electricity, and now there's plenty of jobs for plumbers, and you can't get one. Yeah. No, you can't do that. Well, Aaron had Aaron had a conversation with Frank this week, and I had to ask him to just stop because he was getting so angry. Frank is preparing to go to university, and he doesn't really know what he wants to do. But in China, it's not an option to start out the first two years with an undeclared major right. and then blah, blah, blah. So Aaron's like, what are you going to do? And he's like, oh, I guess I'm just going to do this thing. And he's like, but what if that's not what you want to do later? And he's like, well, I'll find out when I start working. Yep. And Aaron's like, that's not how that works, man. you got to think about the things that you enjoy, the things that you want to do. And Aaron was getting really frustrated. Yeah, but that's how it works in China. That's what I said. I'm like, Aaron, you have to stop. You are asking him to do something that he's never been asked to do before. He's never been asked to consider what do you like, what do you want to well, do. Well, that's not true. What makes you happy. That's not true. That's he's not true. He's been told. That's not true. That's not true. Because I taught him. Yes, but... And I did those very questions back then, and he was in junior high school. Yes, but that's... Well, you can't say he's never been yes, asked because In his world, it. his current world... That's not something that's expected. His expectations are... Right, but are, he has had that brought up to him to think about because he wasn't, even back then, was never planning to go to school in China. Yeah, and now he has to. Right, so if he wasn't planning to go to school in China, he was asked those questions to consider all of those things back then so that he was well, far ahead of mm -hmm. his classmates in, in that thought process. Yes. So, and Aaron also knows that. So there, there's a, there is something there about, you know, he should be a little more ahead of the game. Well, and I think that Aaron pushing him is helpful to Frank because that's, that's how they work in that culture. But I, I needed him to stop because he was getting so angry and he doesn't really have a right to be angry. This is Frank's choice of education. This is Frank's choice of... But isn't he angry about the choice? No, he's angry that Frank is not choosing, that he well, is being told well, that's, what he oh, should I do. Mean, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that but isn't that what a friend is supposed to do? It is, but there's there are ways that you can do it so that they hear you. I mean, and You cannot do the whole feet and table and... There are ways that you do it that turns them off. And what he was doing was yeah, turning him off. Isn't that what friends do? No. Yes. You've had friends that haven't talked to you for like months. Yeah. That is what friends do. I, I don't think... I mean, I'm not saying that you were wrong, but I'm saying that that's just a normal part of being friends is looking at what your friend is doing going, are you sure that's what we're doing? And, and, and they kick it around. Yeah. You know, so I don't... I don't think he's wrong. I think, I think he has to have a more of a open understanding of what right what Frank is looking at as opposed to what he's looking at because what he's looking at is something totally different where we are saying to him what is it that you want to do and and then go for that right but that's that's just not part of the culture in China that's never no no that's just not it, it it's I, how many people I don't know how many students I had that were at university 
that then went and said, I'm studying this thing. I don't want to study this thing. I want to study this other thing. But my parents made me choose this thing. And then when I get done, I'm going to go get a job in this field that I don't like and I don't want to be in to then support my parents. Yep. And I, I don't have any choices. And then when their parents die or their parents are, are not dependent on them anymore, which is usually death in China, then all of a sudden, then those same people are now in their 40s and 50s. And they and can't go back to university. No, they can't go back old. to university, but they now want to stop doing what they're doing to go do the other thing right. or go to do something else right. that they found along the way that was more interesting. And that's why you get a 50, 60-year-old person in the park playing the saxophone. Oh. That's why you get that. Frank's because dad is a prime example. His parents pushed him into Western medicine. His dad is a doctor. And when, I don't know, I want to say he was 40-something, he decided, I want to learn traditional medicine. And he found someone who was willing to teach him traditional medicine. And so he was headfirst into learning all the acupuncture and acupressure and blah, 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 because that's what he'd always wanted to do. And then the Chinese government sent him to Yemen, and he had to stop studying. And then the Chinese government had to rescue his ass from Yemen. Right. So he and shipped him off somewhere else so he couldn't continue. And it's all because his parents said, you have to do it this way and we don't want you to do it the other way. That's the culture. Mm -hmm. the, the parents make the decision just like in, say, getting married. It's the family that makes that decision. And having a baby. You know, yeah, it's, it's, that's the culture that they live in. Yeah. That's the culture. I mean, at some level, you got to say they choose to acquiesce. You know, okay, that's your choice. You go do your thing. Right. Um, I don't know. Something to think about. Um, what else do I have? You got anything on El Paso and Dayton? That's where we started with this whole thing. <laughs> do, do you have anything to say? I have, I have lots to say, but it's pointless. Okay. Really? Do that's some it? shit. Change do, the laws. That's the name of this. Do some shit. Do some shit. Change the laws. Get these guns away. Hello, impeach Trump. Shut his ass up. Yeah, no, but that I don't think that is going to fix the problems that are there. I mean, the the problem what has been a part of our lives long before Trump became oh, president. Oh, absolutely. So they need to change the laws. They need to get the guns out of the, off the street. They need to stop all these loopholes and all this other but bullshit. Is that, I don't know if. I'm not saying... I don't know if that's where the problem is. Why is it... I mean, is the problem availability of firearms or is the problem something is wrong in the culture that is allowing for people to think that they can solve their problems by killing other people? Yes, both. Because it seems like... I mean, because honestly, like, like I've heard in the last week or so... In other parts of the world, they are still doing the killings. They're just doing them in different ways. Right. They're doing and the we saw that. We saw, we saw a guy, what, get beheaded. Yeah, because over, one you are. Yeah, you know, because he thought he was overcharged cents. in China by one RMB. So, 16 cents. I mean, it's, I think therein lies the real, yeah. like, when you get down to it, it's not about a gun. Because you could 
walk into a place with a machete and start killing people. Which they did in what, the train station in China? No, no, I'm just saying in in America, you could do that. You could walk in with a box cutter. You could walk, I mean, they they take all that stuff away from you when you get on a plane. Why? Because there is that potential. But why is it that, that we have people that think that killing other people helps them in some way. And I maybe this is a, not a problem of maybe the, the, the frequency that we're seeing is a symptom of a larger issue inside of Western culture inside of the United States. Guns are just the vehicle that everybody's choosing because they're, they're there. They're accessible. But they're buying them legally. I know. But even with loopholes, they can still buy them legally. I mean, I bought, I bought what, three? And then was given one? Or bought two and was given one? Wait, no, had... three. Three. Shotgun. Carbine. Nine mil. And then was given, given a shotgun. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, you only had four? Hmm? So, when you think about that, but then you had this gigantic knife behind you. And, I mean, think about it. Think about that. If you... We had a sword in the living room. Right, <laughs> and I had one in my cane. So That's if you, what I'm if you, about. you know, I mean, come on now. If you're, if you're, and then you had all the stuff in the kitchen. Yeah. I mean, you can always, you know, do the grits thing. Hot popcorn. No, nah, man, the grits. Grits is better. It's sticky. It yeah, stays. Well, you know the hot kernels, like the oily kernels. They embed themselves into your flesh. Oh, that's awesome. Ask, ask Tessa's dad. What about, what about? What about a uh, you know a little Al Green action? Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm if you're if you're prone to do it doesn't really matter what a big black frying pan is gonna it can do it. You know what I mean? You beat a motherfucker to death with one of them. Yeah. You can have yeah. one of them old school tank phones and do the same thing. So I mean, I don't know. I I I, I think everybody's focusing on the 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 gun. Well, and, and, and this bullshit about, oh, they're mentally ill, that's bullshit. That's, that's bullshit. all 100% bullshit. They're angry white because men. Because they're, okay, but how does, how do you go from I'm angry to me killing five other people abates my anger? It fixes the problem. It does not fix the problem in any circumstance. Even if you don't want, say, Mexicans coming into the United States, killing 10 of them does not change or fix or help solve any problem. No. Yeah, I mean, I just You're I don't get with that. The, with a teacher at the school, so you go and shoot up a whole bunch of first graders. Yeah, none of, none of these actions. So then you have to ask yourself, why do they think it will? Who told them that this is a thing that is going to get them the results that they're actually looking for? I and know. I don't think I'm, I'm looking at it going. This is not necessarily a gun issue. There's lots of people that have guns that don't kill many, many people. There are lots of, so it's not the gun. It's not like I you pick it up and you're like, I can kill a motherfucker. And then he kill lots of, no, that's just not the thing that happens with gun owners. But what makes like, you know, Aaron get upset and then all of a sudden grab the gun out of the out of the case that I put it in and then go out and then now he's shooting people. How do well, you get from here to there? One of the things that I was they they watch a YouTuber they've watched for five years now. They love this guy. And I see his tweets. And uh, he said 
stop blaming all of this gun violence on video games. I play video games for a living, and I've never felt need to go shoot somebody up. And Aaron was saying, I'm so tired of this because it has nothing to do with anything. And I said, it kind of... I'm not blaming a video game. I'm not. Being the number one gamer in the family, that is. I'm not blaming a video game. I don't know how many jewels you have bead. I'm not blaming a video game. I'm blaming a mindset. However, playing violent video games from a young age through your teenage years does desensitize you to violence. Yes, but... Watching the news could desensitize movies could desensitize you to violence. Yeah, like watching your dad beat the shit out of your mom could desensitize you. So okay, continue. So I said, if this is, if anybody wants to say anything about video games, then they have to go to music and movies and and everyday life. We all get desensitized. We all get desensitized, but. Violence in video games, especially for young kids, was they tried to curb that with the rating. But the problem is, is no, dads, no, 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 no. So no. the kids don't, don't think, have access I don't, to it. I don't think so. That that's like saying they tried to curb uh, children from seeing radar movies. No, no, I don't think that. Okay, let's call it ineffective. It is ineffective. Okay, because honestly. Putting a rating on something like, okay, let's use today's, excuse me, today's world. You, if I put a rating on a film, if we're only talking about film, I put a rating on film, that means that the child cannot, if it's rated R and they're under 18, they cannot go into the movie theater and buy the ticket. Right. That's all that means. Mm -hmm. It does not mean that the child won't be able to see the film. Because I've had lots of kids around the world who have watched the films before I have, and they didn't watch them in the theaters right. that had the ratings that or stopped them from buying the tickets. But that's apparent, that's what you're saying, is that's apparent choice. If you have the video game, Rage 2, I love playing, right? So you have your Rage 2 out there, it is super violent, it's it's over the top violence. It's fun. A doom is like this. It's it's very satisfying to punch your hand through a face, and uh, it's ultra violent. Okay. The child cannot go because of the ratings. Yep. Cannot go and buy that thing. I think they have a MA. Yeah, MA is the rating for game. They can't buy it, but their parent can download it for them at home. Yeah. Or you know, it's accessible. Across all these other things. Now you can play Doom on your Switch. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like, it's all right there that the rating system doesn't stop children from getting to it. The parents do. Then all the parents could. The parents can, but, but they don't. But I don't know if that's really the answer. Because you're getting the violence. Like, okay. What? You're, you're getting the same level of violence in the MCU. And we look at it like, oh, it's fantastic and it's superhero and what if the child picks up the comic book? Yeah. It's still right there. Don't act like you're, if you you remove one, you're removing violence. It's like, no, because it's across our, our society is built 
on this violence. I remember when I was a kid that a child had been watching the Roadrunner and ended up trying to do the thing that Wile E. Coyote did and hung themselves from their bunk bed. But that, and so well, is this a parent problem? No. But they didn't see it as violent until a child died. Yeah, but who's they? The, who's they? the Some, media. The, I know, no, but I mean, the, come on now. This, the, I think they're trying to figure out the reason that it happened. Yeah. And then in figuring out, they're like, oh, well, he was watching Wiley Coyote. So that's just like all the people when Superman came out and they were jumping off their roofs with capes thinking they could fly. I mean, it's like, what the fuck? Dumbasses. See, we call them dumb <laughs> in our generation. Yeah. The, the child was stupid. You see what I mean? Whereas today, it's, oh, the parents should have, or the, the rating agency should have, yeah. or the, the people that develop the thing should have. It's like, no, you got dumbass kids. Where's your liberal arts education that's going to teach them that you can't do that? Right. Well, I remember when Aaron and Keegan were young, and we were at my friend's house, and the her son is just days older than, or younger than Aaron, and he came up and he said... And Karen can Aaron play this game with me, and I said, "Okay, what's the rating?" And he said it was for like fifteen or thirteen or whatever the rating was. And I said, "Is he that old?" And he said, "No." And I said, "Then he can't play." And he and but Aaron was like, "Can I watch?" And I said, "Are you that old?" And he said, "No." And I said, "Then you should probably not watch it because it's not meant for you. It's not developmentally appropriate." Because that's how I talk to my kids. And so they went outside and played. But that was a game that he could play because he played with his dad, mm -hmm. even though he was just three days younger than Aaron. But and, I mean, that's and what he we didn't understand. Right. He didn't understand why Aunt Karen was being so irrational. And, you know, I play this all the time. And, and Aaron just said, my mom said, no, it's not good for my brain. So that means I shouldn't do it. Okay. Now, bring that to guns. There are a lot of people that put guns in the hands of four and five-year-olds. There are. And all different calibers. Yep. Usually not too powerful because, of course, the kick, the kick is going <laughs> to kick the shit out of them. But, I mean, think about that. You got the, the small 22s. You got the small rifle. You got the little handguns. You got the airsoft guns that are out there that allow them to practice in a fairly safe way. Yep. Um, uh, but you they're putting the... But they're... Then you get the big gun, gun. gun. You know, you shoot your eye out, kid. You're, 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 you get all of this stuff. Are these bad parents? I'm sorry, but if you if I live in a place, if I live in say inner city, I honestly don't need to know much about guns. I you know, living in a city, I really don't think so. I just it's not there's no way there's no real reason a kindergartner needs to know that much about guns. Listen, I knew about every gun in my house, and I grew up with lots of guns in my house. Yeah, but you grew up in the city. And I grew up in the country, and right. every single time a new gun was brought into the house, we were all assembled in the living room, and my dad showed us how to use it, how to load it, where he would keep the bullets, because the bullets and the, the guns were never kept in the same place. Yeah, okay, but where, where, what was the reason that you needed to know about that. Why right. in the country do you need to know and why in the city do you not need to know? Okay, so in the country, if if something was attacking our animals or... Something? Like another, like a, a animal was attacking our animals or whatever. Not the crazy young guy running into your field attacking your animals? I mean, what was the reason? If why? we had someone that was trying to break into the house, if we called the police, 
it would take them 15, 20 minutes to get there. We could all be dead by the time they but got it there. it takes 15, 20 minutes for the police to come in the city. Why do, why, why did you need guns and need to know about them at a young age? Safety. Because we were so I want you to, I want you to, to give the reason because people don't seem to understand that. Like, why you have a Bernie Sanders who comes from a place that is more rural than it is city yeah. and that he can straddle this line. We so also so. used them for hunting. Like my, that's how we got most of our food. My dad would go hunting. He would take my, sometimes my mom would go, um, but they would go hunting and then that's how we ate for the winter. So we needed the guns for that. But if my parents, my dad worked third shift, sometimes my mom didn't get home till late and we were kids home alone. So we needed to know how to use the guns, not to use the guns unless it was an absolute emergency, and and basic safety. Hell, they had gun safety classes at my school. Like, if you were 12 years old, you could take gun safety class. Just like in Michigan, we have to take a voter safety class. I, I'm, my, I guess my thing is, there are specific cultural, regional, Differences that make guns necessary in the household and the understanding of them important here and then over there, it's just not a thing that you need to. I mean, if you had it, you you couldn't, you're not gonna walk around with it. It's just not a thing that's necessary. I think the argument has always been between the two sides. We think it's not, one side says, we think it's necessary everywhere. And the other side says, in these instances, it may be necessary in the other, but in other instances, it's totally not. So if I'm walking around Brooklyn, I have no reason to walk around with a gun. But if I'm walking around, say, rural Mississippi, and I'm out looking for, say, food, or I'm trying to keep myself safe in the bayou, or I'm, you know, maybe I'm, I need it. Yeah, you, you know, because really it. honestly, there might be an animal, maybe in Montana somewhere, that runs up on me, and I do need to defend myself against this thing. But I, that's not everybody's experience. No. I have never been attacked outside of maybe a dog getting close or running up to me. I've never been attacked by a wild animal living where the places that I've lived. I've never had that. But you could have that in some places and you may need to defend yourself or be able to defend, like you said, maybe livestock, maybe something else. Or, you know, you need it. I remember, you have to take your own safety into your own hands because of yeah. lack of police, you know. Lack that, of neighbors. Like my closest right, neighbor was the, the house next to us. Um, if I screamed inside my house, my neighbor couldn't hear me. And you're so old that, you know, the cell phone wasn't a thing that you would be picking up to call them. No. Right. So if you're outside, you, you'd have to run have... back into the house to get that wired connection to but, even call somebody. And I didn't even know the neighbor's phone numbers. Well, I'm just saying that you, if, if you did, you, right. you would be calling, but they would be quite a distance away. Right, right, right. But I remember the first time my parents left us and went, they went on vacation, they went for the first time ever out of state and my aunt came to stay with us. Now my aunt is a teeny weeny woman and one of my parents' friends stopped by and he was hanging out and then he started getting sexually aggressive with her and telling us to go away and she was like, no, no, no. And he was getting more and more aggressive and I just went upstairs and got the gun and was like- At what age? I was 
14, 13, 14. Well, see, I, mean, I don't know. I just, I am. I mean, he had a double yard shotgun pointed at his face. You better leave now or. I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm really in thinking about this and, and working through this problem that we have in the United States. I, I, I can't point at the gun. Now, if you start to say, we accept gun violence. Gun violence is a thing that's part of our culture. Yeah. Now you have to limit the types of guns. Now you're talking about limiting the types of guns. Right. And saying, no, um, the, uh, what is the name of the, the Tommy gun? No, the Tommy gun is not a thing you can have. Thank no, you, you cannot have uh, uh, the AR-50. a 50, a 50 caliber Weapon. No, you and you start with you start Maybe. limiting them. You can blow up all kinds of stuff with a fifty cal. Yeah. Those bullets are huge. Like a banana. But I mean it's just I, I don't think I think they're having they're trying to have multiple arguments all at the same time, like they're all equal. But they're not addressing they're not addressing the main problem. I can have an arsenal, I can have a garage full of guns. But that doesn't mean, in my brain, I'm like, hey, I've got all these guns. Why not go out and test them on people? Yeah, but that also means that you're not going to play the video game and think that you can go and kill people. Right. I'm not playing. What is the one where you pull the people out of the car and... GTA? That's the one. Yeah, but that's... that's Grand Theft Auto? You can pull people out of cars in lots of games now. But I'm not going to play that one and think, hey, I can do this in real life. I can just start picking people off from my car. Yeah, but so then, then, and to, this is where I, I don't like what we're hearing today about these last two things is, tr like, Trump is trying to champion this idea that everybody is mentally ill that does this. No, they It's like, wait a minute, they weren't mentally that. ill before they did it. So right. how did they all of a sudden become mentally ill? Did you read about the woman who was arrested? and is facing prison time, she was being physically abused by her husband. She was being stalked by him. She got a personal protection order. And in the court case, they said that the husband had to give up his guns. The husband didn't. So the wife went into the house, got the guns, took them to the police station, and they arrested her for theft. Even though there was a court order saying he can't have guns because he's physically abusing her. She's the one facing prison time now because she took the guns out of the house. Can you steal from your spouse? She wasn't living in the house at the time. So but she's she still married. Yeah. Can you steal from a spouse? Yep. Apparently you can. It did, according to the police. I So if I take your phone right now, I could be that could be theft? Oh, I guess if you're going to give it to somebody else. No, theft has nothing to do with what you do with it. I don't know. Theft has to do with me and that the removal the first, of it. That is actually the first question I had. How do you how do you steal from your spouse? And if he was supposed, if she had keys to the damn house, she didn't break in. Right. She just went to the house, opened the door, went in, got the things where she knew they were. I mean, locked the house back up and went to the police. Wouldn't it be? Her, I don't know, here, I guess this is a good question. Wouldn't it be her responsibility to make sure that those guns were locked up and safe if they stayed in the house, there was no other problem, and they were just in the house? Isn't it her responsibility as being 
being a spouse of a gun owner? Like no, they're both, no, no. I mean, whose responsibility the is it to make sure? It's registered to. I have no responsibility to your guns. Seems like you would, though. I do not. Just as a parent. No, that's a whole other situation. Well, I mean, it would seem like you would be responsible. I mean, you, it, I had guns and you had to take responsibility for them to have their locks and stuff when you were doing date, uh, childcare. Yeah. I had to make so sure that they were all right. listed and but the, you were, the you had ammo cases were locked up. And yeah, I had that because I was registered through the state. I know, but shouldn't any spouse have that? Having children in the house? I don't think so. I don't think that's a law. That's weird. I, the only reason I that means a, a husband could, or a wife could buy lots of guns, have them hidden yeah. in the house, and the spouse never know and never have any responsibility. Yeah. That seems kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know. I, I don't like, I really don't like this idea of everybody's mentally ill now. These white men that are doing these things are not necessarily mentally ill. Nope. If there is a problem with dealing with mentally ill people and diagnosing them in the United States, that's a different argument and a different The first topic. thing that Trump did when he got in office, literally the first thing, was make it easier for people with mental disability and mentally ill patients to get guns. guns. Yeah. He, I, that was the first thing he signed. Yeah, I, I get it. I, did, I just don't. But I don't think that you can turn around and have somebody that has not been diagnosed, has not had any issue, and then all of a sudden call them mentally ill because it suits your political stance. It's like they're well, not also, necessarily mentally ill. All these people are mentally ill, but he just cut funding for mental health resources. Well, of course. Because, you know, you got to get rid of all the masks. That's like saying that all the all the schools need to be fixed and then cut funding to, to education, the school. Education. Education every year. Yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, you need to fix the schools, but we're going to take away more money from you. It's like, okay, but then how are we going to affect the chain that you are identifying? Right. If we don't ha- if you're taking away the money and now the resources are, are not available. Yeah. Okay. Um... I don't think I have anything else from the last week. Okay. We have, we have already talked about the last two things. Um, this week I got ten things. Oh, let's go. Oh yeah, it's been a week. <laughs> um. All right. First thing, I, I guess I can just say it. I don't know if there's really any real reason to talk about it. We've talked about this multiple times. Um, at work, stop wasting my time. Yeah. A three-day training on old software that we already use <laughs> is not necessary. No. Yeah. I, I, I have nothing else after that. It's just straight bullshit to have a training for teachers about something that they use daily and act like this is a new thing, but not have a plan or an idea of how that software is going to be used in your school. So it's like you gave me a training, a general idea of, it's like it's like teaching me about Office, but not telling me how we're gonna use Office right. in our school. Yeah. Why did you give me a training on it, but you don't know what you're gonna do with it? And then over the next year, try to figure out how it's being used and then make policies based on how it's used, not how it could be used to benefit your organization. Uh, it's just a, it's a psycho way of thinking about 
And it's so funny because that was the training after we had the mindfulness thing. Yeah. Really, people? So, it's it's a dumb thing to have. I mean, we, from what I understand, here in Mexico, SEP says when teachers have to go back to school. But the schools decide what the teachers are going to be doing when they come back. I didn't know that. Yeah, the SEP sets the calendar. If you look at your calendar, it says, all the calendars say that teachers come back on this day. Hmm. Now, I don't know if all schools mandate, like, mandate their teachers to come. And probably in the public system, yes, they all go on that day. But that's the calendar that I saw that they're using at the school I was I'm told at. this week, because I was asking why are we learning all the new SEP rules, which I sat in three days of meetings that were Spanish the entire time. Which meant I spent three days doing practically nothing because they weren't translating anything. And when I would ask for the translation, they're like, oh, don't worry about it. Can you look up and see? Uh, we need Children's Day gifts for the kids, and we need Christmas gifts for the kids. And can you? So I shocked. Um, but from what I understood, even though they're an international school, they still have to follow the set of rules for certain things. And even though they teach almost everything in English, they still have to follow, we still have to follow separate rules, which I thought was really strange because in Mexico City, the state of Mexico, English grades don't matter. Like they don't, they don't matter. They don't count. But for, for my school, because of the type of school it is, we have to submit all of that stuff. But what I was told was that the parents don't give two turds of a shit about the SEP grades. They only care about the school grades. Because of this type of school. Because of this type of school and how they, this particular school has branches all over the world. And if they have to transfer for work or they want to go to a different country, they take that transcript and then they go to the other country. So, they don't care about SEP, but apparently there are things that we have to do specifically for the SEP stuff. I don't know any of it because it was all in Spanish. Apparently, I do know a lot because I know a lot more than they expected me to know about SEP stuff because of our last school. I don't know. I I, I don't like the idea. I, I hate the wasting of time. Uh, I, I yeah. absolutely hate it. Um, and I hate it when managers make decisions, whether they be owners, managers, it doesn't matter, but make decisions about my time that makes me less productive. I don't like that, that they use that like, like I can tell you what to do, but I'm telling you to do something that makes no sense. Yeah. I've never, never been on board with that. The only places that I've ever seen where managers did not do that, where it was in jobs like fast food or department stores or whatever, because they knew that they could not have people sitting around doing nothing. You know, like at my school, we had people coming in with their laptops because they knew they were gonna be doing nothing for such long periods that they wanted to bring things to watch and things to do. It's like, no. You shouldn't, if you don't have anything to do, why the hell are you there? If you've already taken care of your room, you've gotten all the stuff you're going to have, nobody has anything new for you to do, like new information to give you, new stuff for you to do for, you know, to make 
make it better for you to do the job that they're asking you to do. Right. If they don't have any of that stuff, why did they make you come in? Why are you here? Why are you here turning on lights, going to the bathroom, getting coffee, walking around? Why, why are you here? And I and I don't I don't understand why they do that when they could just say, okay, in this week, we're gonna give you all of your policies and procedures for our school. Okay? Old people, you only need to come to this bit. Right. Because you already know all this stuff from last year. These are going to be the changes for this year. Give you all that stuff and then say, okay, now you have the now the next two weeks to come and go as you see fit to do your classroom and get prepared because you now have all of the details to make those decisions in your classroom about what you're going to be doing this year. Done. Yep. I don't need you here. I need you to come in and have be done by this day. Now, on these days, we will be meeting parents, so you need to come in and blah, 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 blah. When we're done with that, there is no reason to hold you to two o'clock or three o'clock. You're done. Get the fuck out of here. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, where is the good manager in education? Where's the one that says, there's no reason for you to be here. Leave. Get out. You know, because you could be Researching, getting more information, working on resources, cutting paper. You could be doing all kinds of other stuff that you don't have available in your classroom. Right. Don't tell me that there's a place where you can go to go buy materials for your classroom, but then not allow me to go buy the materials for my classroom during the workday and expect me to do it on my weekend. Yep. You know, it's like, no. Well, if I'm doing things for work, then I'm going to do it while working. I'm not going to do it outside of work and expect me to foot the bill for all of these materials because your school doesn't provide them. Yeah. You know, it's like, and that's what, that's what I keep hearing is, oh, this person bought all of that stuff. It's like, what does the school provide? Paper. The school provides paper and the sticky tack stuff. That's what they provide. They don't it's provide like, with whiteboard markers or. Well, they provide whiteboard markers, yeah. But I'm saying to decorate your classroom. You know, to do the stuff in your they, the school doesn't, they, tables, chairs, uh, whiteboard, you don't even and get a desk. brick walls. Yeah, you don't even I don't even get a desk. Or a chair appropriate for a person working at a desk. I get a student chair and a student table and a shelf. That's what I have for me and my classroom. It's, it's, but I'm sitting there. I don't have a lot of stuff to put up because I tend to think that student stuff should go up, not mm -hmm. me dressing a room for no reason. But I, I, I don't understand why they made people who last week they finished their rooms, they had a training that made no sense for three days, and then they had a... Um, trainings in the previous week that made no sense. We still don't know our policies and procedures for this school yet. We still don't have any of that information. So it's like, I don't even know what is right and wrong to do at my, I don't know what to do when I come into work in the morning. I just walk in and I sign in like a guest. I have no badge. I have no, nothing that tells me I'm, I'm working there. Like, to identify myself Do as a any of the other teachers have a badge? I, I don't think so. Huh. 
Huh. I mean, if they would if they worked there last year, they probably have whatever they had last year. But I'm assuming that they give them something new every year. I'm making that assumption. I have no idea. I don't know. I've never seen anybody. Nobody is walking around with it. So I don't know what they may or may not have. But my problem is stop wasting employees' time and stop making them less efficient than they could be. Yeah, one of my coworkers, she's new this year as well, and her classroom, it was a hot damn mess when she got in and she's trying to find the things that she needs. And when she went to her cupboards, they it literally just looked like someone just threw everything in there. So she's going through all of the stuff and her room looks like a bomb went off. And yesterday we're sitting in these meetings in the morning and then we go and have lunch and then we have to go back to another meeting for the rest of the afternoon. And all she wants to do is work on her classroom because that's the most important part. We have parents coming in a week and we still have more trainings to go to and she's running out of time. And she was so stressed out over sitting in these meetings when she knew she had all this other stuff to do and none of this stuff was relevant to her, really, that she she was on the verge of tears. I, like I said, this is a management issue. Um, I, and I, I, my number one was stop wasting my time. My number seven is why is bad management so prevalent? Why have people come? Why have people come to work for nothing for them to do? Why bring people to work but not give them what they need in order to be productive? Why is time wasting a management priority? I don't have that problem because my like the stuff. Is this just Mexico? No, it's not just Mexico. Exactly. It's not. But it is a a symptom of bad management. We've been in three countries now, and we worked in. We've lived in six different cities and. Multi, you know, six at least six different schools. It's it's what they do. Yes, but. But I want to know why. Who, why is it that employees do allow get, it? Why do they get the? Who sends out this memo to say, this is how you manage, and this is what you should. Well, do. I would say that most of the people that are doing the management did not go to school for management. If they're in I education, they didn't know, but, but no, but you were a manager. It was it's a not manager. the same thing. These are people, if they're in education, they didn't go to school for business. Yeah. They didn't go to school for business management. Uh-huh. But we're asking them to have business management norms inside of schools that these people were just former teachers. They And, and they, they didn't go to school for business management. Because yeah. we don't have necessarily business management in K through 12. Now, those people that are managers that are in the university level, they should be better because some of them did go to school for business management. Yeah, yeah. But probably they're all stuck in business schools. They're yeah, not she, in, when, say, the biology. Now, <laughs> I had already been a manager by this time, but when I studied early childhood, part of my, part of my studies was management. Like, they taught us to manage a preschool, a child development center, not only the financials, but the the people, the parents, the staff, the children. We, that was your particular program. Yeah, that was my program. And 
so when I see some of these things, like I had uh, a mom say, oh, the parents are really scary. And I'm like, I'm never afraid of parents. I don't know why. But it's not my job to be afraid of parents. And this week I said it several times because the parents or the, the other teachers were like, some of these parents can be really scary. They're, they're helicopter moms and they're, you know. Uh, bring your ass in the classroom. And I'm like, so. And in my school, they want parents to participate in the classroom. Come on in. They they want them to be a part of the daily life of the school. And I was just like, oh my God, music to my ears. Bring them in. Bring I in. want them to see. Sit next to your son. I want them to participate. I want them to see what's happening in the classroom. So when they say, why isn't my son blah, blah, blah. Well, you see how he behaves in the classroom. Oh, you, you see you what's were, going on. You were there. You knew. And you didn't say anything. So this is why. You see it. But I also want parents to know that we are not on opposing teams. And that's what I keep telling these teachers. And when I said that in a meeting... Parents aren't scary. They're my teammates. They're just as important as my co-teachers because they are my co-teachers. And that was when the, the principal was like, yes, that, that's exactly that. And I was like, how did it, how is this not said every year Yeah, but you're, to every staff? You're, you're talking about a culture in the school as opposed to the manager, the person understanding how to manage people in a school and yes, most people don't known. do that yeah. most teachers never learn how to manage teachers nope they don't they learn how to manage children yep and then they at various age levels raising your hand in a meeting to be silent or if you can hear me touch your chin if you can hear yeah, me see all that elementary school bullshit for adults an adult that's all just that's just not knowing your audience right but all of the teachers participate and I'm just thinking, you are grown-ass people. Yes, but that's... Why are they managing them, managing them like four-year-olds? Because that's to them, is is modeling the behavior they want to see in their school. They think of it as modeling. It's like, no, you're talking to an adult. So, like, if, for example, uh, a good example of this is uh, at my school, we were supposed to do this last week, and we never got to it, apparently. Um, but we were supposed to run through some things that we we're going to do for the first couple of days with our students to share the ideas across the English teachers so that then maybe if somebody has a good idea, maybe you pull that your user right. or whatever. When I explain what I'm going to do, I'm not going to explain it. like I'm not going to do it and make them do it like they're students. No, when they're I teachers. talk to teachers, I'm going to say, okay, so... As at the beginning, the first five minutes to get them ready for this activity, I'm going to do X. And then once we do that, and my explanation is only going to take about five to ten minutes to explain what I plan to do. I'm not going to execute the plan with adults in order for them to understand what my plan is because that's not how teachers should talk to teachers. And teachers should be smart enough to say, excuse me, I don't understand. Could right. you explain this part? Right. Yeah, I, I need more details, like how are you going to implement this, and what are you going to do about Johnny who doesn't want to participate, and you're talking about it at a higher level, you're not executing it for them to get them to understand it. That kind of thing is what you do for your students when you're teaching a lesson, not a thing that you do for other adults that are teachers. Now, I will say that... I just don't ever... I, when I taught teachers, I didn't do that. No. I taught them. I talked to them as adults, as 
people who have degrees in many different aspects. Why would you talk to them like they're four-year-olds? Right. Because you're talking about a lesson for four-year-olds. No. Well, and that's one of the things I can say from our meeting yesterday. We did that very thing. We were talking about what were we going to do for the the meeting of the parents and the welcoming of the new children and blah, 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 and how would we implement these things in the classroom. It was it was done ex very professionally. It was in front of the whole room. Like if you had an idea, you shared it, and everybody was like, yes, I want to do this, or how would you do that? It was very adult, which is not common. Mm. Um, so that was kind of... That was kind of nice that I didn't have to sit there looking at these adults playing two or three year olds, you know. But I'm, I've already seen a difference in the management style here versus everywhere else we've been. Yeah, some of the things are the same. The raising of the hand and whatever. But for the most part, this management style is really different, but all of the managers so far have not been American either. So I'm sure there will be some of that. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, like I said, part of that is the culture of the school. I mean, if the culture of the school says you can't be X, then, then they may never be that way. Right. So, okay. Um, let's uh, switch gears here. We've got, um, this was in the news, uh, I guess at the beginning of the week feels like forever now um middle school teacher faces backlash after handing out gender identity worksheet remember that? oh the gender unicorn yeah um that one was pretty interesting the the idea that the backlash excuse me came from the school itself i think it was assistant principal or principal walking by the classroom that saw this and they said you as the science teacher cannot do this but the students are, could get the same information and this same lesson in their health class. So the backlash was really because in the science class, they couldn't be doing this lesson. But in the health class, they could be doing this lesson for this particular age group. And that's why they had to pull the sheet and they couldn't do this, this thing of, of identifying the gender what the person identifies as their gender traits right. on this sheet. The, Which, this, the child gets to a Looking gets at the sheet, I couldn't see anything wrong with it. Because if they're supposed to be learning about gender identity and gender whatever traits. Not gender. Gender traits and, gender traits. and biological this and biological that versus psychological What's wrong with that form? It's That wasn't the point. The point was the biology teacher or the science teacher was doing it. Yes, but that's where it belongs in biology. No, it was in health that they talk about the sex, uh, all of the things surrounding sex or sexual sex ed and all of the concerns around that. That's where they did it in that system. Well, they I didn't the do health, it in the science class. I hope the health teacher takes that form then. Well, I mean, but that, I, I, I think it's a good weird. conversation. Maybe, maybe not. It depends this... on how you look at are these choices or is it biology? Well, I say is it's biology. Science? Is it science or is it, you know, But health is social. still, health is still. No, but none of these things were health concerns. These were no, self-identification Right, this was biological versus, versus psychological. Right. As or, or sociological. Well, yeah. Because, you know, society sees you as a boy. 
and you walk around thinking that you're a girl. Right. Like in you, I, I feel girl. Okay, right. but you look like a boy, like you were born boy. What does that mean? Your feelings about that. Society's determination on top of you right. about that. And then are you going to be you know, like do you want to change yourself and all when you start getting into all that, none of that is science. No. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um another one, let's see here. Number three. Hong Kong. Oh. Police military control of protesters. And I put on here, only you can change your government. That's all I got to say about that. Because honestly, it's I don't care be what I don't care what you saw I Ray Ray came out yeah. and said the same thing. I've been, saying, I've been saying that for, for a while. weeks. Because they that's what weeks, it seems like. It's going to be another Tiananmen. And and when I saw that thing about I Weiwei, I was like I wonder how long he's been saying it. Because we've been saying it for yeah. weeks. I mean, I, you, you notice, you you know it from the beginning. Like, the I, people acted like the idea of a crackdown was like, oh my God, are they, could they do it? Well, it's like, of course they're going to do it. They're going to jail. They, they already have all the facial recognition stuff yeah. necessary. And they're going to they government buildings, which means there, there's go. plenty of cameras to capture every single person that is there. And they can look at the picture that they collect and put it straight to their ID card. So yep. trust me, everybody that was out there is already, they're, they're like, you know, jailbirds walking. Yep. You know, they're, they're going to go to jail. They're going to be uh, prosecuted. That's not even a concern for the the government because they know they can pick every single last one of them up. Well, they know where they all work. Yep. They know how they get to work every day. They can track them from their home to their job to the market to the the bouncer the place. They they know everything. So. So I also saw your your article that you posted about China coming out saying Hong Kong has had enough time on its own. 20 years, and they don't see a reason for them to be separate anymore. So they're supposed to have 50 years of autonomy, and now China is saying 20 years is enough, we're going to take them. Yeah, of course they are. They were always were. I'm really they, shocked. Who do they have to, 20 years. But who do they have to, who do they have to, um, who's going to hold them accountable? Nobody. Nobody. I mean, uh, once you, it's like saying you have, you have a pair of sneakers over there. But you can't touch them for 10 years. But they're right over there. My and they're in your house. And and there's nobody's going to come and say anything to you if you put them on, but they're just sitting right there. You can't touch them. Right. But man, fuck you. I'm, they're, they're my... I'm going to put on sneakers and, and go, who? What, right. what the hell? What, what's stopping me? What's stopping China right now? Nothing. Well, Public opinion means nothing to my, the party in China. My cousin, who is Australian... She had posted some uh, a photo of all of these army trucks in Shenzhen at the border, and I said we've been there, like we've been at that border. And if I saw that shit, I'd turn around and go home. I wouldn't go into Hong Kong. And I said, but now that Xi Jinping is the emperor of China, you know. He's going to do whatever the hell he wants for the rest of his life, and nobody's going to stop him. And she said, what do you mean China doesn't have an emperor? And I said, 
Oh, but in March 2018, <laughs> Xi Jinping became president for life. He appointed himself president for life. Yes, but see, here's and the problem. Didn't, she didn't know that. Like, I know, but here's the problem with that. that. They can always remove him. Can they? they? Can, oh, absolutely. Just like um, in North Korea. They can always remove him. The military can always re- The party can remove him. Even though he might be, he can stay, I think the way the language is, is he can stay in the job for as long as he wants it. You see, so he doesn't have to be up for election by the party. In the 10 year time. In any time. But he still has they can one. always kick him out because all they got to do, they're the ones that can make the law. They're the yeah. ones that can change it. So yep. they can always get rid of him and they can always kill him. Yeah. So they all they have to do is say, "Oh, we found corruption," and boom, like they did to I don't know how many people. Yeah, we found corruption, and then in 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 your posting twenty years ago, there was corruption. So now we have a reason to get you out of office. Yep. I mean, that's that's just kind of like the Asian way, I would think. And if you're if you're going to China and you think you're going to do some shady shit there, you should know that China has a ninety eight percent conviction rate. You yeah, if you're, are if you're brought in, you're guilty. If you if you get Arrested, you're guilty. There's no there's right. no helping your ass. Right. There's nothing the American government can do or your government can do to get you out. Well, but that's not true. There's always those back channels. But that's not very common. Uh, I would probably say it's probably more common than not. Listen, there's... The, a, the, the embassy and the back channels that they have, yes, they have those conversations. There was an American teacher in Shanghai who had worked at this school for six years... Never had any issues. One day he comes into work. The lobby is full of police. He's like, oh, no big deal. It's just they're checking passports and work permits. Gets his stuff out. They arrest him on the spot. Some parents had accused him of molesting their children. He never touched the kids. He never did anything to the children. It was somebody's neighbor who had done it. A Chinese man had done it. This man is serving 12 years in prison. And the American government could not get him out. I know. You're saying that their efforts did not work. Yeah. I'm not saying that they work all the time. I'm saying that they have that communication. They have those back And the Chinese guy who did it was never arrested. I know, but that, none of that has anything to do with what the American government can do. They can have the conversations. I mean, they they can do the work. Whether they're successful or not Like those dumbass basketball players who Like everything, like everything. They always right. can And it's just a matter of Is it politically expedient To hold this person by China Or is it, or whatever country Or is it politically expedient to get them out If it's, if they see it as More useful to keep them in jail Then that's what they're going to do No matter who talks to them But they're, they always have those ways Of having communication to any country because they'll use they'll use other countries they'll use other diplomats they'll use all kinds of different methods to have the conversation yeah. you know and all kinds of pressure yeah so and, and of course they can it's just a matter of can just they win don't and fuck up in thing. china i would say don't do that anywhere outside of your home country but maybe you shouldn't fuck up anywhere yeah you know what i mean you say you know, if that's a thing okay um, I'll tell you what, take a break, okay. and then I'll go to the next one, okay. I must expel the coffee. Yes. I'll be right back. Oh, if I can walk.
could have paused the thing so that people aren't just sitting here looking at me doing nothing. But I guess you can edit it. So. Yeah, I gotta take my nails off. Did you vamp? Nope, not at all. I figured you can edit it out. No, I can't edit it out. You were supposed to be vamping. You're supposed to be talking to the people. Meh. Okay, so I'm back. Alright. Um, I have Uber woes. Oy vey. What the fuck? Why can't Uber fix my account? All I want to do is use their service. Why, why, why make it so hard through the web, through the app, why make it so difficult to get it fixed? Why can't they accept, find whatever the problem is, and go ahead and, and fix the account maybe so that I can- Maybe call the 800 number. Maybe, maybe I need to call somebody because this is straight bullshit that I can't use your card, my card. I can't use the money that I, I was able to purchase the Uber money with my card that will not allow me to get a ride. But I can buy the money and the money is just sitting there doing nothing right now. Yes. I mean, it's it's an expensive way to get to work every day. But I don't think our it's kind of our right Because I don't even know where the bus goes, like near us. I don't know if it is near us. Bus. Well, there are buses, but it's, it's where would you get it? I think you may might have to walk for like 20, 30 minutes to get the bus. That's not going to happen. Not every morning. Maybe you take the bus home and have a nice walk home and stop and buy stuff maybe on the way home. But you're not going to do that every day. So, Uber fix my shit. All right. Um, oh, yeah, I had this question. Because um, they keep saying, oh, you can go to lunch now. Okay. Where are you going? No, I, I have nowhere to go. But <laughs> they're like, you can go to lunch. And they get very excited about lunch. But it's 30 minutes while we have no students. Why? Why are you giving your people 30 minutes for lunch when there are no students? I understand when school starts, you basically have lunch when your students have lunch, essentially. You, you go to lunch when they go to lunch. So they go to lunch, you go to lunch, you eat, you come back. And most schools probably don't have an hour. No. So, okay, I get that. That's a school thing. Um, most businesses, though, they do. Um, but why, why, why right now would you limit and say your people can only have 30 minutes 
for a lunch. Why not give them an hour for lunch so that they can go and actually eat lunch? Because what they end up doing is sitting down, scarfing down their food, walking around for like five, ten minutes, go to the bathroom, wash their hands, and then they're back into whatever bullshit that you just made for them to do. That is a bad way to do anything. But I don't understand the 30-minute lunch break thing. Somebody needs to explain that to me because I don't understand. Yeah. Now, granted, I take about an hour for lunch because I start my lunch an hour or 30 minutes before the lunch starts because I won't live by a bell when I have no reason to. The bells are going off no. at my school. So it's like I'm sitting there and I'm hearing bells and it's like, why, one, why would the bells be on? I mean, once you ran the test to make sure all the bells work and blah, 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 and, and, you know, for the next school year and everything, the timing is right, you know, okay. Turn the fuckers off. <laughs> Nobody needs the goddamn bell. And I don't understand why they're trying to treat teachers like they're in um, uh, factories, assembly lines. Like you need bells to manage when you do this or that. or You know, it's like people are literally in their classrooms doing whatever, waiting for the bell to go off so they can eat. Huh? It's like, well, fuck you. What the hell am I waiting for? Yeah, why not just eat if you're hungry? Right, if you're hungry, why not? You brought your food! We had a... I don't get that. I don't get this at all. We had a lunch yesterday where they provided food. But you had to tell them in advance that you wanted the food so they had enough for everyone. But nobody bothered to tell me that they had this thing going on. Now, I could have eaten it. That was chicken and beans and... And so my... Not the chicken and the beer? No. My co-worker was like, did you get the, the free holy, whatever she called it? And I was like, no, what is that? And she's like, oh, we're having... Because they had huge tables set up on the lawn and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, we're going to eat outside today and we're going to have the free holy thing. And I was like, well, I didn't know anything about it. And she's like, nobody told you? And I said, no. She's like, but we talked about it in the meeting. And I said, the one all in Spanish... And she looked at me and she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That's what happens. And I said, if Should nobody you said... need to know, they take for granted that you understand. Right. I said, you had me shopping. I didn't know. And she's like, I promise I'll tell you from now on. And I was like, that's not your job. You're my co-teacher. You're not my manager. Right. My, it's my manager's job to make sure that I know these oh, things. Oh, so you circle back to bad yep. management again. All right. I got another one about this whole thing. So apparently I got thrown under the bus already for not being in the the, the Google meeting. Not being in the three day training on how to use Google. The Google. Cause how many times a day did we use the Google? And I basically I I I, I was not trying to be mean, but it was like you're teaching something that I've been using since it started. Right. It's like I don't, and and I'm an IT person. So when I ask, when I say, is there anything I need to really know, and I've been using it all this time, and the person that's teaching the course says, no, I'm just teaching them the basics on how to use Google and Chrome and Classroom. Classroom. It's like you're taking three days to do this, and it's like, yeah, they've never done it before. It's like, oh, well, then I'm I'm gonna leave because you know I can do something else. I have lots of other things I can do. I got seven classes. I can be working on that. And he was like, all right, cool. Because you already know it. It's like, yeah, I've been using it for years. I've been using it longer than hell. We've I've been, been using it since it started. We've been using Classroom for what three years? Classroom, Chrome, 
Gmail. Good. Really? These you want to train me on Gmail? Google Drive. Right, and Google Drive. All basically the entire Google suite. He was giving. Uh, he was giving an overview of all of the things that a person can use. But how did you not know how to use Drive? But he could not tell me how the school was going to use it. The school has never decided how to use these pieces of software that are in Google because they're like the last school we were at, they used the Gmail as their their email system. Right. So it's like they have the business one. Okay, but you don't know how you're gonna use it. That means you're gonna have every teacher doing it their own way. Yeah. Yeah. It's like then why are you in training? Why not just let the teachers learn it on their own because they're gonna use it their own way anyway. No matter what you say in your training, they're gonna still find what's useful and not useful for themselves. Yeah. And when they have a problem, they're gonna have to ask the question all over again in a month and a half to say, how do I do X, Y, and Z? Because your training covered everything and it was too much information in too short a time. As an IT person, I would never do that to people and leave them with nothing. Like nothing to take with them to say, okay, we went over this stuff and now you have this thing to refer back to and how to do those things that we talked about because there's nothing for them. You Basically, you never plan to use it. Go to the YouTube if you forget how to so, use it. Um, my thing was, people were looking at me going, why are you not in the training? And I kept looking at them saying, why are you? Right. Don't get mad at me for not being there because I don't need it. Ask yourself, if you know this stuff already, why did you stay? Yeah. Because a lot of people, especially the younger ones, they knew all this stuff. They were just in there talking and having a good time with each other. It was like a group thing instead of, I need this information. Yeah. You know, and and I think that idea that, oh, the owner or the manager or the person higher up in the company arranged to have this thing brought to us. We must sit there and endure it because they did it, so I need to make them feel good about their decisions. It's like, fuck that. I am not going to do that anymore in my work life. I am not going to be concerned with how you feel about your bad decisions. <laughs> Stop making bad decisions. Yeah. You know, because that's that doesn't make any sense to me that you created a whole thing that didn't address the needs of your workers, and you can't even tell them how you're going to use the thing. You just... You gave, you provided, it's like telling all the Spanish teachers, putting them in a room and start teaching them basic Spanish. And they sit there for it. It's like, how dumb are you, one, to put it there, and how dumb are you, two, for staying there? Why didn't you fucking get up? Here's the thing I don't understand. If you're going to do this type of training, you should ask the teachers, do you need to know this? Right. If you, don't, if you don't need Go. go do your thing. If you do need, please be there. Have your questions ready. Open your mouth if you need to. All right, I got another one more thing. While I'm ranting about management, I, apparently these are all management. Um, words I hate to hear from my manager. Quote, I'm gonna. What? I'm sorry, say what now? End quote. I'm gonna? I'm gonna. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do this. And... My question is always, when? Don't tell me that you're going to do a thing. Tell me when it's done. Tell me that here it is. 
Give me the 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 proof of your labor. Don't tell me that you're going to do a thing for two weeks. Listen, that's funny because my manager said this week, "Oh, I'm going, I'm going," and I said, "No, you're sitting." Yeah. Because she was she was still like typing away. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, and I'm like, "No, you're still sitting there." And she's like, no, I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming. And I'm like, no, you're sitting. And I left because we had a place to be at a certain time. And she's yelling, I'm coming, I'm coming. No, you're still sitting at your desk typing away. Just say I'll be there in a minute. Yeah, I, or do, not, I do not like it when managers, and I don't do this to my people, I never say, this is a thing. I, 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 if you tell me that something needs to be done, I'll say, yes, I will do that. But I'm not going to, in the middle of that process of me telling you I'm, it's going to happen and me having the finished result, I'm not going to spend my time saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. To make it seem like I'm doing work when I'm not doing any work. Right. I'm going to come to you if I have questions. I'm working on this. Let's talk about it so I can finish. Okay, that's one. But most times it'll be, we need to get this done. Here's the finished product. Yeah. Don't keep coming to me telling me you're going to get something because on Friday I was being told you're going to get something that I was told the week before I was going to get on Monday. Yeah. And it was all translations of things that the Spanish teachers already have. Again? You see what I'm saying? So it's like, just give it to me. You know? Uh, what, are you, what are you doing? Like, why are you... Okay, you're a manager of me. Why are you in a meeting why are you wasting your time in meetings when you're telling me that you need to do these other things to give to me? Why not you not be in this bullshit and be over there doing your... See, this is a bad manager thing again, right? So that's my last bad manager thing for the week. I'll probably have more next week. Um, let's transition from bad manager over to the environment. Which environment? The environment. Like the outside environment? Number nine. Running out of sand? Yeah. Yeah. The world is running out of I sand. I said that and you laughed you did. at me. No, I, I, I thought it was stupid and it is. But the world is running out of sand. Now, I have, a, I have an issue with this. But here's something that's interesting about this sand thing. Sand is the second most used resource next to water. I told you we were running out of I sand. Bet you didn't know you that. thought I was crazy. No, no, no. I didn't think you were crazy. I think it's stupid that we're running out of sand. So where does sand come from? Oh, sand has to. Okay. So in some parts of the world, like I think India, they're actually stripping the beaches. Shut up. Oh yeah, this is where the running out of sand comes from. They're actually stripping their coastlines to get to the sand. Okay. But the other thing is. In some places, they're actually digging for sand the way people dig for coal. They're actually digging down to get to the sand. And they're getting under the ground to get to sand. To then use it for all of the stuff we use it for. Glass, uh, silicone, um, uh, your chips, and all the stuff that sand is used for. Sandpaper? Well, yeah, but you know, I don't think sandpaper is destroying the world. I think it's all no, the, it's it's, it's all the glass that we have around us, and it's you know all these iPads and it's glass. It's 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 There's all of the other products. And, There's and a lot I, of I think glass another in this one. <laughs> I think another one that was using a lot of sand is concrete. 
Yeah. So in all these buildings, you see all this concrete being poured. It's all sand is one of the one of the ingredients there. So I just thought this was interesting that we're running out of sand. I knew about the helium, but yeah. we're running out of sand too. See, and you thought. But, I, but my but my thing is we can we can yeah, but who can go out there and the the the, the voice from the back said, but we have deserts. Um, I I think it's probably too costly to go get that sand. Yeah. You know. And on the edge to... of the desert, yeah, but eventually you're going to get to the point where you're going to get down to what, rock? Yeah. And so then you're going to keep moving into the desert, which makes it more expensive to run the machines to get the sand. So uh, and maybe there's different kinds of sand used for different purposes. Yeah. Maybe you can't get that desert sand for that good gorilla glass. You need a different kind of sand with different properties. Right. There is that. So I just thought that was interesting. And another thing, you got anything about sand? Told ya. Okay, and uh, the last thing I have on the list on the environment is microplastics found at high levels in the Arctic snow. Oh. And you know that if you have the microplastics, I taught my students about this, the microplastics, the fish, the birds are eating the microplastics. Yep. Okay. The voice opened the door. All right, so. The microplastics are being eaten, so that means the, the wildlife is now can, turning into plastic animals. Which we eat. Which then we, not we, because vegans don't eat them. Um, He's a level four vegan. He doesn't eat anything with a shadow. <laughs> and so... If you know what that's from, oh, leave a comment below. Is there a person with a foot back there? I'm sorry about the, the footness. Um, so, oh God, he's peeking around. <laughs> I don't know if you can see him. He's over there. He's scary. Um, so, yes, it's. Uh, I thought this was the microplastic thing and how they are being, uh, how they're being, hopefully phased out of products. I hope. I mean, we have some in some of the soap we had. I we, well, I don't want to buy it anymore. But the basically the the stuff is in the soap. The stuff is in the product. You use it, you turn on the water, it all goes down, ends up in the sea. And now what they're finding is it's in the snow in the Arctic. Microplastics are bad. I try to never it, buy it. Uh, it looks like food for all these animals. Yeah. I try to never buy any of the soaps with microplastics. Yeah, don't try. Don't. But when I ordered I the soap online, it didn't show that it had the bead things in it. I'm taking a stain. I hate that stuff. Yeah, well, don't buy it. I didn't mean to buy it. Well, you did. Uh, that, that, do you see my point? You, we all have to be mindful to not buy it so that they will stop putting it in there. Because if they don't make... Stop it. If they don't make... If if we don't buy it, they will not keep producing it. Okay. You do understand that you can't always see through an image on the internet. I don't think that's the point. The point is... You have to make sure in all of our purchasing that you don't buy it. Like, I took that uh, water bottle that we got from the school last year with the names on it. Uh-huh. I can't use it. Why? It's not BPA-free. Shut up. So I basically use it as a thing to put it's in my classroom. Oh, well, that's a good idea. Um, but it's just a thing in my... It's kind of deep, though. But, it, you know, it's this thing that just is going to be a, a decoration in my classroom. Because it's not BPA-free. I'm not... And it's plastic. I'm not going to drink it. I'm not drinking out of that. 
And, I, I, and then me and my students went through this whole thing last year after we watched the Plastic Ocean. I'm not drinking I've, out of that thing. I've been drinking out of it for like two days. You didn't look first? No. Oh, see, you always got to look. And I, you I always have, have to look at your plastic bottles. Plastic bottles, one, are bad no matter what. But if you want the best of the bad, you got to get the BPA-free ones. I have a really nice glass water bottle, but because it's really nice, it's really heavy. And taking it out of my bag this week leave and it leaving work? it home. No. I Why need not? one for home. Then buy another one. But taking it out of my bag and leaving it home and then leaving one in the classroom, it took probably a good two, three pounds off of my, my daily load. Mm. And I have back issues and knee issues. Oh, I can't issues. I can't deal with all the extra weight. And Aaron is always saying to me. Like you need to leave stuff at school. Quit bringing it back and forth. Quit. Blah, 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 blah. Buy another thing. Leave one at school. You can get water. If you have access to water at school. That was I our have, problem last year. I didn't have access to water no, at me school. me either. So I was always yep. carrying. But, you know, if you've I got access, go yep. get that water, hot or cold, make your tea, whatever you're doing, and don't walk these things back and forth. There's no reason to be carrying this stuff back and forth to school that you could just leave there. And I really prefer the glass anyway. I don't like the taste of plastic. So, all right. Apparently you do, because you're drinking all that bottle. I like metal more than glass. Shh. I do not like the metal ones Quiet at all. Voice. Quiet voice. Quiet the voices. All right, I got nothing else. You got anything else? No. All right, we're right on time. Ooh. <laughs> right on time. All right, so if you want to find the Traveling Friars, you can find us on the YouTube, the Facebook, the Pinterest, the iTunes, the Spotify, and the Google Podcast at The Traveling Fars. If you like the Instagram or the Twitter, we are Traveling Fars. If you like email, travelingfars at gmail.com and the blog space, thetravelingfars.blueberry.net. No ease in the blueberry. I think we need to do shout outs to the, to the different countries that... that that download our podcast. We should do a shout out. I got to figure out what they are, but they're they're kind of there's some there's some people out there listening there's, to us from, from interesting places. Germany was one. UK. I can't remember. Sri Lanka was one of them, right? Really? No. I thought that was Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Hey, Sri Lanka. So I don't know. We have to give a shout out to um, Delaware though. They moved too. up. Delaware moved up. Delaware I gotta give you props. Delaware moved up, but you ain't moved up fast enough. Y'all need to get on it. And you, get your pro- you get your props, but they let's go. They didn't move up fast you enough. Be, or far you should be packed. You should be higher than Georgia. Alright. I ain't never lived in Georgia. Went there. But I never never lived there. You got anything else for people? Nope. You, did you ever look at the at your personal camera? I did camera look over there? at my personal camera a couple. Personal of times. camera. She's the only. They they get personal. I get nothing. But that's good because the further I am away, the longer the camera will last. Mm-hmm.